2: Better late than never. Welcome. Let's go, baby. It's my
3: favorite. Oh, my it's fucking Anton
2: Landers.
3: I like really like the bag milk. Like
2: <laughs> <laughs> bag milk. Yeah, huh?
0: This is Cesus.
2: Hello, Cesus. Cesus. Hello. Cesus. Hello.
0: Cesus. Cesus.
2: Tyler. Tyler, your rem check is so... Fucking sexy. That's what I was going to say. Now's the time where we slowly turn down the intro made by Surveyor Brett. Love that tune. It's a hot jam. It is a hot, hot jam, but we got plenty to talk about today, so we're just going to get the podcast started. Got it? Why waste time when we're already having fun? We haven't even gotten started yet, but I got to tell you, as always, about the audio department to start things off at theaudiodepartment.ca. That's the website. Just go there. Got it? I'm going to wait for two seconds. One, two, I'm going to give you a bonus second. Three, have you taken your browser out? Four, have you gone to theaudioapartment.ca? Five, six, seven, surely you're there now. That's where you book time. The studio, you want to record a podcast like this one? Do it there. You want to record an album because you've got all the songs in your heart? Are you the songbird of a generation? Do it at the audio department. Record your album, your podcast. The audio department works to create a safe space for creativity and collaboration for artists and musicians to realize their potential and share their message through sound and story. The story I'm telling you today, it's because of the audio department. How's my microphone sound? I sound like I'm exploding, like I'm popping in my, micro, in my earphones. I wonder if that sounds like the same to you. I hope not because I don't really want to redo this. I'm just going to be honest. I don't want to do that again. I'm going to do a podcast, we're going to talk about some stuff, and I am going to uh, move along with my day. Maybe I'll eat an Oreo, a sleeve of Oreos. I'm an adult and you can't tell me not to. Got it? Good. I want to start off the podcast, though. This is episode 36, of course, of Better Late Than Never, just by saying thank you. What am I talking about? Because of all of you that listen to the podcast and that read the website, OilersNation.com, we, in July, set a traffic record. And you may be saying to yourself, Beg milk, didn't you say a couple of, like a month ago, two months ago, something like that, that you set a traffic record for WeathersNation.com? And the answer is yes. Yes, but we did it again. And that's all because of you. It's all because of you and the support you've given to not only myself, but the rest of the staff at ON. So I'm just saying thank you. I will play La Bamba, Ben, because that is something that is worthy of celebration, at least in our world. And I hope all of you feel like you were a part of it as well, because you are without you. I'm not doing a podcast at my kitchen table. Actually, I'm going to take you behind the scenes for a little bit. I'm getting sidetracked on a tangent, but I'm going to set up a studio in my house, I think. Right now, as I've mentioned multiple times on the podcast over the last weeks, I'm recording at my kitchen table right now. I've got all the equipment set up, bought all the shit I needed, got the software, got the laptop, got the hardware, but it's all set up on my kitchen table, so I have to take it down, put it away, and while that's not very long it's not a hard job, it's annoying. So I want to have more of a permanent fixture a permanent space for all this stuff so that I I can just run down and record stuff when I'm thinking about it. I think often about the the Cassian slash Keith reaction episodes, and because of you guys, they did really well, so I want to figure out a way to get you more content. Part of that is making sure that I'm set up here at my house at the Castle Milk in a way that is conducive to recording podcasts. Speaking of podcasts, I ask you every week to leave me reviews and leave me messages so that I can read them and let me know how I'm doing. Well, this past week, you guys came through with three new reviews for the podcast that I will read to you, and I just want to say thank you for the time and the effort. Not Your Boy Blue says, five-star review, that's a full send. Love the pod, love the interaction with the listeners, and the intro theme is a tune. Bag Milk is the man of the people, good day, sir. That's a five-star review. I got another five-star review from Mickey Loves to Lick Titty. (laughs) Keeping it real. That's a five-star review. Love the pod bag milk. Always looking for positives when it comes to the Oilers. And I love the real-life conversations. Always good for a laugh. Run out of music. Love it. Another five-star review. That's from Mark. Awesome podcast. Love tuning in to each episode. Keep it up. So I just want to say thank you guys for leaving me those messages. I asked for reviews and there they were. Please keep leaving them. I will read your messages. You can tell me I suck. If you're listening to this right now, I don't know why you would, but you could and I would read it. You can give me a five-star review and tell me that I'm terrible. I will absolutely read that. There I would absolutely read that. This past weekend, I went to K-Day's I don't know how old you are, fair listener, as I'm talking to you. I am 37 years old. I turned 37 in April. On the weekend, on Saturday, my missus and I, we decided we were going to go to K-Days. I haven't been to K-Days in, well, obviously a certain world thing happened. Obviously a certain world thing happened over the last couple of years that kind of prevented that. But even before that, I hadn't gone to K-Days in years. Years. I like it's Going back to when they call it the expo or whatever it was called for a minute there. I went on Saturday, and man, oh man, did I, I don't know if I've ever felt older in my life. Like 37 at some point, I realized that I'm old. I'm looking around the the grounds at K-Days, and I'm just seeing teens everywhere, fucking teens everywhere. And that's actually going to lead into my righteous sack beating that's coming up later. But man, I'm just not with it. And one of the things that I was noticing is like, I live on my phone a lot. I was posting stories on Insta. I was just doing my usual thing. But then I put the phone away. The amount of kids that I saw that they are just constantly living on Snapchat or on TikTok and they're streaming everything they're doing was wild to me. Like the line to get into Northlands, the, the just to get into K-Days itself was extremely long. I went on Saturday night, probably, well, I don't know, eight o'clock, something like that. Seven o'clock, I got there, and the line was crazy. We were in the line for probably 35, 40 minutes, and I'm looking around. I'm just in my own thoughts. I'm entertaining myself, trying to figure out stuff that I can do to pass the time. Uh, My girlfriend was not having my experiments that I was doing. I was trying to figure out who was the go-to shoe provider of everybody that was standing in line. So far, what I recognized was there was a lot of Nikes, there was a lot of Adidas, some Puma, a lot of Vans. And I was telling her my updates as I was going through the lineup and as I was discovering things, but she didn't care about that. But my point here was, in line, every kid that was, I don't know, a teenager slash early 20s, all of you are living on your phone to the point where I think you're going to have some kind of issues adapting to the workplace when you're older. You're not going to be allowed to sit on your phone unless you get a job working for me at OEthersNation.com. You know? So anyway, I just... I was at K Days. I had a good time. But there were some things that bothered me, and I'll get to them in the Righteous Sack Beating that's coming up a little bit later. But K Days, man, fuck. You made me feel older than ever. I've never felt that old. That was just me, grumpy and angry, looking at everybody. <laughs> Around me, damn kids, get off my lawn. Uh, tomorrow, real life podcast. I'm super excited about this. So, tomorrow's Thursday, August 4th. We are going to kick off our partnership with Montana's. We're going to get Montana's messy tomorrow at the Southside location. We're going to record an on location episode of real life whilst eating as many ribs as I can possibly fit in my gullet. We might take some bets. I think who can eat the most ribs? Is it me? Is it Jay? Is it Tyler? Is it Liam? All of us are hungry hunters. And you can join us. You want to win some prizes from Montana's? They're doing weekly giveaways. Get down to the nearest location and use the hashtag GetMontana'sMessy. Get Montana's messy. Order some ribs. Got it? I can't wait for tomorrow. I'm so excited. I haven't had a good order of ribs in quite some time, and I've got a feeling I'm going to go through a rack or two. But until then, let's get to the news the news brought to you by my friends at arcadia brewing check them out at arcadia that's just the standard website that's just that's just where you go to get the details got it on socials though arcadia brew co on twitter arcadia brewing co on instagram and this is your weekly reminder go buy some whistling pig Not a whole lot of news going on in Oilers land these days. I mean, it is to be expected. It is August 3rd as we're recording today, but there's still some stuff that has to get done. What is that stuff you say? Well, your old boy Bag Milk is here to tell you. One thing, Ryan McLeod, where's your contract, sir? I want to know what you're signing for. I don't think it's going to be that much. But again, I talked about it a few weeks ago. If I am the Oilers, I look at Ryan McLeod as somebody that I believe in. I'm going eight years for him. Would you do an eight-year, two two and a half, three million half, $3 million for Ryan McLeod? I would. I don't know why he would. That would take him until he's about 30 that deal. But man, I would absolutely do that. I don't think he would. His agent would be like, Ryan, that is a bad idea from your perspective. But from my perspective, I love it. I love it. The other piece of business that still needs to get done, obviously, is Kaler Yamamoto. On July 27th, so almost a week ago, Bob Stoffer tweeted, Kaler Yamamoto's arbitration date is scheduled for August 9th, less than a week from now. He had 20 goals, 21 assists for 41 points in 81 games, including 12 goals, 30, uh, 13 assists, and 25 points over the final 37 games played under Jay Woodcroft. Yamamoto is a very popular teammate who wins puck battles and plays on both PP2 and PK. It wouldn't surprise me. This is Bob Stoffer That is if he got a, a multi-year extension. Let's go baby. Would I like to see Keller Yamamoto on a, a multi-year extension? Yeah. Yeah. I believe in the player. I know some people don't like him quite as much because he's a little bit small, but man, he's feisty the way he plays the tenaciousness in this player if he can learn some more tenaciousness over and above what he's already got, like maybe he just rubs up on Zach Hyman every now and then all of a sudden you're talking about a player that can make an impact. So on a multi-year deal, I'm in. What does that look like though? What does that look like? Does it start with a three? Does it have to? Is it sub three? I don't know why you would do sub three. Yes. A Harvey just signed a one year, $3 million deal. We talked about that last week on the podcast, would he do 3.5 times three? I don't know. I have no idea. But what I do know is that the Oilers are going to have to do a little cap dancing. huh? It's like tap dancing, but for the cap, you see what I did there? A little bit of cap dancing. According to cap Friendly, they have a projected cap space of a negative $2.9 million. Obviously, you got to put... Oscar Clefbaum and Mike Smith on the LTIR. That'll, that'll change that up, but that still doesn't give you all the space. You probably need to get Yamamoto and McLeod signed and, and, and please, please, please. Some upgrades on defense. Let's go baby. I don't know why I like that button today, but I do. I like it. Um, so what is, when's Keller Yamamoto going to sign? We've got six days until the arbitration hearing. I would be stunned if he does not sign before that. But we'll see what happens, right? Watch him sign as soon as, I'm keeping my eye on Twitter, by the way, as I'm recording this. Watch him sign as soon as I upload the podcast. As soon as it goes out to your earholes from my kitchen table to your earholes, watch it happen. Watch it happen because that's the kind of timing I have sometimes. In other news, Kevin Lowe announced his retirement this week. The 63-year-old is retiring from his role of vice chair and alternate governor of the Oilers Entertainment Group. Kevin Lowe told the Canadian Price, it's exciting. I'm 63 now. I want to spend a little bit more time with family and grandkids and maybe see a little bit more of the world that I haven't seen. So I figured I'd better get started now. You never know what lies ahead. As for maintaining his position within the game, he says, and I quote, I'm still going to be involved with the game as an ambassador. I'd like to get out on the speaking tour. I'd like to write a book. So lots to do ahead, said Lowe. But not to be on an expected schedule. Being employed by an organization frees me up to stick my finger in the wind and see what's out there. Stick my finger in the wind. I've never heard that. But I like it. As a player... Lowe retired in 1998 after amassing 431 points. That's 84 goals and 347 assists in 1,254 regular season games with the Oilers and Rangers. The thing I want to talk about with Kevin Lowe specifically is for a younger generation of people, you probably don't remember all the good things he did. You might remember the confrontational guy that was talking about tier two fans and I know a thing or two about winning and all that kind of stuff, but, um, I remember Kevin Lowe as the GM that took us to the Stanley Cup final in 2006. Sergei Samsonov, that move, bold. Roly obviously fantastic. Spa check. Dick Tarnstrom. Those were all in-season moves that Kevin Lowe made that year. Uh, there's probably more that I'm just forgetting. But that was a hell of a run. In, in, and frankly, in my opinion, he's one of the best general managers the Oilers have ever had. What do you think about that? You going to argue with me? I wouldn't argue with me. I am a very, very smart. Thank you, fake crowd. So Kevin Lowe, 63 years old, he's retiring. Um, You know what? I say all the best to you in retirement, sir. You were a legend in this city. When a lot of other people left, a lot of other legends from that time in the 80s when they left and moved on with their life, Kevin Lowe was still here. He planted his flag in Edmonton and he did everything he could for the franchise. You may not like it, you may disagree with the tactics, you may disagree with a bunch of stuff, but for me, from my money, from where I blog, from where I'm podcasting at my kitchen table today on August 3rd, 2022, Kevin Lowe did a lot of great things for the city and a lot of great things for the Edmonton Oilers, and I am going to wish you well, sir. I'm going to wish you well. Thank you for everything you did. Another news: The NHL and Adidas announced this past week that Adidas, after the 2023-24 season, would no longer be the league's official merch provider after a eight year run. I wonder what's going to happen. So we got two years left on the Adidas deal. We know the others are going back to their blue and oranges next year. That's great. I hope whoever comes in after, and we're going to talk about that in a second, maintains that because, man, finally we're getting the logo, the jerseys and the uniforms and the kits that we're looking to have forever. Don't fuck this up on me. Don't fuck it up. What's going to be interesting for me, though, is to see who comes in afterward. The obvious answer and the most likely answer, at least in my opinion, I don't know anything about anything. Uh would be I think Nike is going to come in and do a clean sweep of the major professional sports in North America. They've already got baseball. They just landed the MLB this year. They got the the first year of the Nike deal I believe with the MLB. They've got the NFL. They've got the NBA. You would have to think in comparison to those other three leagues and just Terms of popularity, viewership, overall size of the business, that adding the NHL into that mix would probably be cheap for a company like Nike. No. Would we get to bring back the white skates? I hope so. I had a pair of those when I was in Pee Wee. They look great. They weighed 2,000 pounds, but they look great. Some people didn't agree. Though some people are wrong. Got it. But who comes in? I don't know. What are the options? Is CCM going to come in? Can they? can Reebok come back in? Are they even around still? Does Reebok still exist? I have no idea. My personal request. And I haven't seen these guys out there in a long time. It's been quite a minute. I haven't seen them around really since the 90s, so this is the perfect time for them to strike and come back and make a no- make some noise for themselves. One. How about No Fear? Remember No Fear? imagine Connor McDavid flying down the left side of the ice. He has got the puck on his stick and he's going 9,000 miles an hour. He's got a no fear logo on his jersey. Everybody's terrified about that. How can you say no fear when everybody's scared of you? Ha! How about no surrender? <laughs> if you can't get no fear, maybe you take it a step down and you go no surrender. What about Bugle Boy? I'd like to see Bugle Boy jeans on all the boys as they're rolling in. They had all those fun patches on the pocket. Come on. Either way, we got two more years of Adidas, and then we're going to see what happens. I didn't mind the Adidas jerseys, although I did confess last week, podcast confessions, that I did not like the orange jerseys that the others have been wearing the last few years. Is that Adidas' fault? Maybe. Actually, you know what? I'm going to say yes, since their deal is coming to a close. Take that, Adidas. Take that. Nike's going to come in and steal your lunch money, just as they've been doing since Phil Knight Turned Blue Ribbon into Nike all those years ago. Read you Dog if you haven't. It's a great book. Lastly, since I'm talking about jerseys, Jack Campbell was announced uh, earlier this week that he will wear number 36 for the Oilers. Now's the perfect time to redo those Yole Pearson jerseys that you wanted to get requested. Maybe you got a UC Jokinen you didn't know what to do with. A Drake Kajula maybe. well, You pop Jack Campbell's name on the back of those, and all of a sudden, no one knows the difference, right? The last Oiler to wear, number 36, was actually Dylan Holloway. Did you know that? He got in for less than three minutes against the Colorado Avalanche in game four of the Western Conference Finals. He wore number 36. He will need to find a new number. What is Dylan Holloway gonna wear? I doubt he cares. Just like old man dad before him wearing number 75 when all he really wanted to wear was number two. I expect our boy Dylan Holloway won't give two thunderous fucks until he's officially made the team and knows he's an NHLer. But, back to the task at hand, Jack Campbell, number 36. Good for you, sir. Glad you got your number back. I think it's going to look great on you. In fact, if I had a Drake Kajula jersey, I would 100% request that. I imagine the Kajula family feels differently as they're the only people that bought those, but we'll see what happens. Uh, Last bit of news that I wanted to get to before we move along to the righteous sack beating. Former Edmonton Oiler, Todd Marchant, named Director of Player Development with the San Jose Sharks, hired by Mike Greer, who just hired Doug Waite, who seems to be putting a 1996-97 Edmonton Oilers contingent in management in San Jose. I like it, or do I not like it? Why are some of these guys not working for the actual Edmonton Oilers? That's a good question, but a question for another day. And until then, we were going to wrap up the news. The news is, of course, brought to you by Arcadia Brewing. Check them out at arcadiayegg.com, Arcadia Brew Co. on Twitter, Arcadia Brewing Co. on Instagram. And once again, your cue to buy Whistle and Pig. It's delicious absolutely delicious. You may be listening to Better Late Than never. I agree. It's going to be our secret. Was that the end of the bumper? (laughs) Donkey Folly. (laughs) Donkey Folly sent me a bunch of new bumpers again. And that was, I thought there was more coming on that one. Let me see what this one does. You're listening to Better Late Than never. In the words of EMF, you're unbelievable.
0: You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy.
2: The righteous SAG meeting today is I don't know if I'm going to be just a man of the people or if I'm going to be considered a whiner or if I'm just going to be considered wildly out of touch. But... This week's Righteous Sack Beating has to do with price gouging at events? Is that a thing? Am I making that up? I don't know. I'm going to get to it in a second, but first I'm going to tell you about Trilogy Oilfield Rentals. Of course, I'm going to send you to TrilogyRentals.ca, and that's where you'll see that Trilogy Oilfield Rentals are an established provider of oilfield rental tools with full-time operating units in Provost, Weyburn, and Kindersley. They also provide seasonal and project-specific stations in Fort St. John, Fort McMurray, Lac Biche, and others as customers require. What kind of tools they got? Whatever you need, man. Even if you're like me and you don't know what the tools are, I guarantee the folks at Trilogy know what they do. Rental tools, fishing tools, drilling tools, coil tools. Come on. Completion tools, cement retainers and remedial workover tools. They've got it all. Trilogyrentals.ca. So as I mentioned earlier off the jump of the podcast, I was at K-Days on Saturday. And outside of feeling stunningly old, that's not really the part that bothered me. I mean, it did hurt my pride. People looked at me like the old guy. Like, get this, out, get out of here, you old fuck. Why are you at Mariana's Trench anyway? First of all, I was at Mariana's Trench. I didn't know a single song. The misses, me misses. She liked Mariana's Trench back from when they were popular in like 2008 or something like that. 2007, 2008, 2009, somewhere in there. I didn't listen to them, so I didn't know a single song. But I'm like, I like live music. I'm down. I'll go watch this band. I'm looking around, and there's just children everywhere. And I'm like, how? How did this happen? Like, I'm looking at my. By girlfriend. I'm like, you are not a child. I'm. Do I have to check your ID? How old are you? Are you actually in your 30s as you allege to be? Why are we surrounded by children? But that is not the righteous sack beating. That's not what I'm getting at here. I'm talking about K-Days, though, in the sense that I feel like price gouging is a thing at events, and I don't know how some of these kids were able to afford even going to Klondike Days. Although I don't think it's called Klondike Days. It's just called K-Days. Frank? Frank's so fired up. Hey, buddy? Yeah, there's somebody in my townhouse yard now mowing the lawn you want you want a bonus righteous sack beating as I'm doing this all day long it's been super quiet in the townhouse complex that I live in nothing going on it's been rainy and overcast and shitty and then as soon as I start recording this fucking podcast here they come to cut my grass and trim things up with the weed whackers they barely even do a great job of it they just come in and fucking make a bunch of noise and they leave my gate open and then Frank goes all crazy and barks at them so I guess the bonus RSB here is that they came in and started doing it right as I started recording the podcast. Not only do I procrastinate when it comes to this podcast. I don't know what it is about recording BLTN, but like this podcast gives me so much anxiety, which is a weird thing to say because I record podcasts daily for the Nation Network. But this one specifically, maybe it's just because it's me and there's no safety net outside of all of you guys at the voicemails. It takes me forever to actually sit down on my laptop and turn things on and get going. Once I get going, it's fine. Once I start talking and I realize that time's going by and I can do it and I can put it together, it's all good but it takes me a minute to get there. It takes me a minute to actually get the engines revving. So to actually have this going on now, and I think it's going pretty well. We're doing a decent little podcast here. To Have these fucking guys come in right now. Really grinds my gears, you know?
0: You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. All
2: right, so where was I? At K-Day's on Saturday, I just felt like everything was so fucking expensive that I don't know how people are even expected to attend some of these events. I, as I mentioned, in my late 30s, I'm doing okay for myself. Me, missus, she's in her 30s as well. She's doing okay for herself. But after the end of the night, we were just kind of in the cab home because we were having some cocktails at Mariana's Trench. Like, we are in the cab home and we're just chatting. Like, how do kids, like, we were surrounded by kids. Like, how do they afford to even be there? We're playing some of the carnival games, like as you do, first of all, I played three games. I won two prizes. So winning 66% of my carnival games, I'm pretty pumped on that. But a lot of them were like 20 bucks just to play like the game where you throw, Oh, here you go. So I won a prize throwing the darts at the balloons. I nailed them. Pop, pop, pop. I was feeling great. I was dialed in. I am a fucking sniper. But that game to play was like $20. So for Mrs. and I to play was close to $40. And it was like that for every single game. Like, I get everybody wants to make money. Nobody made any over the last couple of years. But I just, how was attendance at Days this year? Because over the course of the night, to get in, have some food, have a couple of drinks, and play a couple of games. Between the two of us, we easily, easily spent 400 bucks. And I just don't know how you can do that when again, as I'm looking around, the bulk of the people there were children. Are their parents giving them a lot more money than my dad used to give me to go to K-Days? Because I remember rolling in there with like a pocket full of change and I'd be like, what can I do for $18? But Ultimately, that would last me the entire day. There, like I said, about four hundred bucks we spent in aggregate between the two of us for some drinks, some food, playing some games, and that was it. At the end of the day, we spent a shitload of money in very little time to go to K Days, have some fun. We had a great night. Like that's not the point of it. Like we were happy to spend the money to go out and have a night out and all that stuff. But as I'm looking around, it's like this can't be it. I'm looking at this stuffed trister- triceratops right now that I got for winning that dart game. And that thing right there is a $20 triceratops where that stuffed animal had to cost 4 or $5 at most. And b- b- at most, you know, I won the water pistol game, the one where you got that gun and you got to shoot the target and your thing goes up and it goes... Once you get there and then you win a prize or whoever in the whole stack wins a prize. I was that guy. I won a big old giraffe. But again, you combine my cash with the Mrs. Cash. That's a $40 fucking giraffe. I could go on Amazon right now and probably buy one for six cents. So what is the righteous sack beating here? I don't even know. I feel like for all of us, the collective, we, I need to say something that like, Why is this so much to play the fucking dart balloon game? How? When did this happen? I know I've been out of the Klondike Days game for a while, but like, man, everything was just gouging there, I felt like. $12 poutines and drinks were exorbitant. Like, I don't know. I was happy I went. I was happy to go out. I was happy to see so many people there, but I was just confused about how the economics of actually making it work go. And then maybe again, like I said, off the jump, maybe this righteous sack beating is more just me being out of touch than it is about any price gouging at events. But man, I just, as I was walking through there, I, 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 just, I just didn't get it.
0: You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy.
4: You're listening
0: to better late than never with back milk. What you need to do is like, subscribe, tell a friend, endorse
4: yourself. Yes.
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com people today.
2: As always, I want to thank oh, TrilogyOilfieldRentals.ca for sponsoring the Righteous Sack beating. And now we move on to the voicemail the voicemail brought to you by rig hand distilleries check them out at righanddistilleries.com that's where you find the tour and tasting coupon I'm going to keep telling you until I see you down there I am going to post up at the doors of rig hand distillery and I'm going to wait I'm gonna wait for all of you to show up and when you don't I'm gonna find you like Liam Neeson in Taken 1 and Taken 2 and Taken 3 voicemail this week. I'm curious to see what we got coming in because my question for the week is what dating advice would you give your younger self? As I mentioned, um, Saturday, a little date night, me and the missus went to K days. I had a good time, spent way too much money, but I had a great time anyway. Dating advice would I give myself? Well, there were times when I was younger, we're talking like 18, 19, 20, like back in those days where I would get asked to do things. Sometimes you have to say yes, boys. It can't just be what you want to do. Just because you want to go axe throwing or whatever the fuck it is, doesn't mean your missus wants to do that. Sometimes you have to do what she wants to do. I remember for me specifically, coming out of high school, high school girlfriend, she'd be like, let's go to a paint night. And I'd be like, I don't want to go to paint night. It's fucking boring. You know what happened? We broke up. Is it because I didn't want to go to paint night? Probably not. High school girlfriend, maybe it just ran into an end. But down the line, as an older guy, went in, had a paint night, a couple of cocktails, had myself a great time. Moral of the story, you don't necessarily know what's going on until you get out there. Keep an open mind, I guess, is the dating advice here. I wonder how many of these, uh, one, two, three, five, five, ten voicemails are in relation to dating advice. We'll see. I don't know. I haven't listened to any of them. That's the bit. So I got Dukes91 on Instagram is first up in the voicemail. Ladies, (laughs) and gentlemen,
0: introducing... They better eat the never starfish and the bag milk flavored water. <laughs> um, yeah, don't don't fucking suit me, Fred Durst, you dog. Anyway, um, speaking of dogs, I just got back from walking mine, so forgive me if I sound a bit rooted. Anyway, I've got a VB with me. If
2: forgive me if I sound a bit rooted. I love Australian slang so much. Not only do I love Australian slang so much, you just walk the dog. I just walk my dog before I recorded. He's got a VB. If you don't know what a VB is, well, a Victoria Bitter. Come on, I drank a lot of those when I was in Australia. Back to you, sir.
0: Shout out to VB, uh, if that's okay. We enjoy uh, VB anyway. My name's Donkey Volley. I'm a uh, first time voicemailer, last time listener. <laughs> um, good pod, mate.
2: That's not Donkey Volley. Don't let him! Don't let him fool you. Donkey Volley is from Northern England. This gentleman drinking VBs. We know where he is.
0: It's pretty not bad. Um, pool party's back. How sick is that? I hope they don't fucking trade him. That'd be shit. <laughs> um, I used to work in a supermarket, so yeah. Believe it or not, mm-hmm. I, I've got two gripes. The first one is people.
2: who... All right, so we're we're throwing back to a couple of weeks ago. I wanted to know your biggest annoyances or your biggest pet peeves from the grocery store. So I'd love to hear from somebody that actually worked at one. What say you, sir?
0: Shit in the aisle because it happens way more. I've got two gripes. The first talk. one is people who shit in the aisle cause it happens way.
2: What? Like actual shit? Like a human shit in the aisle of a grocery store. I am I'm trying to think of I I'm gonna say I'm easily easily 30 years into my grocery shopping career, be it with myself or with my parents. I have never once seen a shit on the floor of a grocery store. Maybe I maybe I cut you off too soon.
0: At least down here, fucking animals. And the other one, I...
2: You're telling me in Australia, no joke, no fucking around, that people are shitting in grocery stores? Hang on, I'm going to Google this real quick. Shit in grocery store... Australia. Let's see if I find anything. Woman caught on camera. (laughs) The first thing that comes up on Google, woman caught on camera doing a poo in the supermarket fridge. And that is an Australian, (laughs) that is an Australian article. Uh, next up on Google News, Woolworths supermarket in Sydney's Neutral Bay embroiled in. What does that say? Uh, why did they cut off the fucking headline? I'm clicking this link. Hang on. The truth behind a disturbing sign in has been revealed. Da-da-da-da. Oh, okay, so the people at Woolworths here, down in Australia, had to put a sign up. And from what I can tell, Woolworths is just a grocery store. Um, Woolworths in Neutral Bay put up a sign outside the store that says, do not defecate in the Woolworths car park. (laughs) So they were not shitting in the store at this specific Woolworths. They were just shitting outside the store. But what I'm seeing here is that there are a lot of people in Australia, allegedly, in my opinion, based on Google, that are shitting in grocery stores. So I learned something today. So thank you for that. What is your second grocery store gripe?
0: Used to hate, but now respect. People get a roasted three chicken and they nibble at it, you know, while they're doing the shop. And then just before they leave, they fucking just stash the bones in a shelf. It's like, well, that's fine. I respect that, you know? Down The only shit thing is if you work there and like it stays there for three months and you suddenly smell it full of maggots. Anyway, fucking have a good one, mate. That's
2: that's disgusting. So the first part of it, I'm, I'm all with. You go, you get the rotisserie chicken, and you just pop that in the baby holder on the shopping cart. I'm down with that. I can see how that is a thing that people would do. I would not do that. I don't want to be touching things in a public place and then using those same fingers to eat. But I can understand it. Putting the bones though, just like leaving them around for the workers to find. What the fuck is wrong with you? But again, we're talking about Australia, where apparently people just find it normal to shit in the store on in the aisles. So who knows what's going on down there? I went to Australia. I was there for about a year. I didn't see anybody eating rotisserie chicken in the store or shitting in the store. So I, I guess I I just I missed out. I mean, we googled it. We found it. Proof of concept.
0: Also, fucking hate. So, speaking of donkey volley.
2: Oh, we're here again.
0: The chore I hate the most is fucking not doing the...
2: So, this is my Australian buddy. Again, consecutive voicemails. So, I guess this is dukes91 on Instagram, leaving a follow-up, but sounds like he just picked up mid-sentence. Anyway.
0: Laundry, but hanging it out. I get home from work. Almost every day, I'll put a load of washing on.
2: Every day? Let me close you go through
0: but it'll sit in the machine for like three days. So every day I get home, it's gone, like, oh, now it stinks. I've got to put it on again.
2: Oh yeah, I fucking hate that. When you wash it and then you forget to put it in the dryer and they stink like mildew and you got to rewash it all again. I actually have a rule for my myself because of this, that if I put clothes in the laundry machine, I've got a buzzer that goes off and it's done. I will not leave the house until I hear that buzzer. I will not put laundry in unless I know I've got the appropriate time to let the cycle do its thing and I hear that buzzer. I am adamant on cutting out the second and third washes on my laundry. Adamant. Anyway, that has nothing nothing to do with you.
0: And like the fourth day, fifth day, when I'm finally about to run out of work shirts, I'm like, all right, I'll actually hang it out. And then my clothesline is in a bit of the yard that I don't often attend. Like, I'm not there, so it's not in the forefront of my mind. So um Those VBs are I coming up. I tend right? to forget clothes are hanging there. And then suddenly it'll rain, and I'll be like, oh, no, I've got clothes on the line. i so, like, man, they've been fucking hanging there for three weeks. Why'd you leave them there that long? It's your own damn fault. But, you know, it's not my fault. It's the rain's fault. <laughs> um. Anyway. Uh-huh. Fuck. It hasn't even been 90 seconds and I've run out of stuff to say. Yeah, I might try and leave this one short. That's what she said. Um,
2: well, we're running out of time here, pal. What yeah, have you got? fuck. <laughs> A you of listen
0: nickel- to the Bag of Milk show. <laughs> get it in your fucking ears. Catch up.
2: <laughs> A couple of nickels in the swear jar at the very least. Uh, Shout out to you. Dukes91 on Instagram, and my microphone just popped again. Has it been doing that this whole podcast? Is this whole episode just me popping? God, i fucking going to master this audio one day. Uh, next one comes in from Captain Felton. The good captain, what say you, sir?
0: I am Optimus Prime, and you're listening to Better Late Than Never with bagged milk. Autobots, transform and roll
2: out. Good. That was That was solid. That was solid captain felton coming in with some bumper uh some bumper impressions i'm gonna keep that one captain good for you pal uh i see another one from the captain is the same thing
4: it's time for the righteous sack beating no on way. better late than never with
2: begged Last week, I asked for you guys to come up with bumpers and segment intros, and Captain Feldman, he he, he understood the assignment. He did his homework. Right to sack beating. It's got an alternate button intro, not just the kick me in the Jimmy from Beavis and Butthead. Third one from the captain. What do you got for us for the end of the trilogy? I'm on the highway to the big nook zone. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. Well first two were great. Thank you to the captain. Love that guy. I was sad that I missed you at the Riverhawks game a couple of weeks ago, captain. I like that you're in town though. Always better when you're in town. Next voicemail.
4: Hey, bag milk. Presto again. What's up, Presto? Definitely the chore I don't like doing the most is weeding the lawn. Don't mind cutting it. Don't mind that, but getting on the hands and knees, the dirt, the sweat, blah, blah. I got a couple of questions. I don't know how to message you guys on the real life podcast. If I even can, or the nation podcast, Heard you guys talking today about how Calgary didn't get better. Well, I kind of have to disagree. They might not score as many goals, but by getting a real top four defender, they are a better team. Just because you can't score as many goals doesn't mean you're a better team. Why does it seem like...
2: Why, why? Presto, you just got cut out midway through. I wonder if this next message is Presto take two. Uh, But to answer the question, I think that was on Oilers Nation radio that we were talking about it. I, I agree. Weger is, he's a major difference maker. Their defense is going to be stacked in Calgary. Really good defense in Calgary. And that's annoying. I don't think they're going to be able to score as many goals. So I think maybe, and I don't remember now when we were recording what everybody's point was. So maybe that was it. Like they got Huberto, 100 point player, no doubt. Great. But they lost 200 point players. So I think, I just wonder if they're going to be able to score as many goals They're going to prevent more. That's for sure. Um, But better. I don't know if they got better because remember they won the division last year. They're pretty damn good last year. So better than last year. I don't think so. Maybe as good. That's what I would say. Maybe as good.
4: Hey bag milk. Presto again. Not sure I can get it all here. I got a few things. Mm -hmm. First of all, I don't know how to message the real life podcast. I was listening to it today at work and never get those points again. You traded him for a first-round pick as a line shooting percentage. Nobody ever maybe not as flashy, but just as offensive. For Huberto, I think the Flames win that one because Huberto's bigger and he's just as offensive, maybe not as flashy. We're
2: going to get to Presto's point here now that I've answered. We'll see what he had to say. Let's go.
4: But just as offensive. Then you traded Kachuk, who God knows they had like a 14% as a line shooting percentage. Nobody ever says or even mentioned they might never get those points again. You traded him for a first round pick, a top four defenseman, and a prospect. Un-
2: Presto, I love you. I do. But today, on August 3rd, I don't give a shit about Calgary. So maybe they did get better. I, don't, I, just, I apologize. You make good points. I understand your point. But selfishly, I don't care. I don't care what they're doing. Fuck the flames. Fuck them forever. Fuck them in their hats. Fuck the Calgary flames. I'm moving on. Presto, please keep leaving messages. I just don't want to talk about them today.
4: Hey, Bag Milk. Presto, just answering your question for your voicemail. Hmm. Um, Was considering, you know, doing the generic, wish I would have tried harder in school or maybe didn't date that person or tried harder at this or that. And I have all those two
2: Now we're talking. Now we're going to get a little dating advice. Get away from the flames. I'll tell you one thing. If you don't want to date, you don't want a significant other. If you're a single person right now, just be a flames fan. I wouldn't want to spend any time with you. Presto. Um, But my biggest
4: regret is my old man passed away when he was 53 and I was only 21. And I hadn't talked to him in about two years because of some family issues. And I had taken my EMT class at that time where I'd been certified as an emergency medical technician. And when I got called in from work, when he had his heart attack, I was looking at the EKG and... I saw some things that I didn't like and I didn't push and his doctor had left. And so I just left and he he died that night and I never got to talk to him again. Um, At least I got to say goodbye, I guess. But if I could go back, I'd slap my younger self in the face and tell him that family means more than any fight or any grudge or any anything. So I know it probably wasn't as funny or as awesome as he wanted it to be, but that is definitely my, my biggest regret.
2: You know what? I asked for uh, dating advice that you would tell your younger self, but this, I think, presto, I don't care that it wasn't funny. This was probably way more important of an answer than anybody giving dumb dating advice to their younger self. Um, Sometimes you never know what's coming, and you never know what's going to happen, and you don't know how much time you have left with anybody. So I would say presto's advice is more important than dating advice. Sometimes you just got to look at what's around you and... Be appreciative. I think that's kind of the moral there. Um, so keep those messages coming in. I think that's way, that's way more important than what I asked.
0: Hey, Bag Mel, It's Dirt and Diplomas here. Uh, dating advice I'd give myself. If you're thinking it, they are too. Take that chance. But get consent. That's something I've always
1: done.
2: Uh, first of all, very important again, get consent. Number one, if you're thinking it, maybe they are too. That's uh, called the shotgun approach sometimes. Sometimes you want to go in for that kiss? You just go in for that kiss. You go in for that kiss. Don't wonder what if, provided consent is in place. I like that. Uh, last voicemail for the week from Jake.
3: Hey, Baked Milk. Uh, I just want to give you and uh, the boys at ON Radio and Nation Network a podcast, uh, Massive shout out for all the good summer content you've been uh, packing out.
2: Good, debatable. Now that we've reached the end of this podcast and I've confessed uh, I've confessed to all of you that doing this podcast is sometimes a dreadful exercise for me. I get through it. I like doing it. I enjoy it. I love the podcast. It's growing because of you guys. Um, but good summer content? Well, debatable. Summer content for sure, but good? We'll see.
3: Um, it's keeping me entertained right now as I'm, I'm backpacking through Europe and I'm starved for hockey content. Oh, I'm so jealous of you, dude.
2: Don't ever come home. Jake, don't come home. As somebody who did a couple of years of backpacking myself, I will tell you that coming home, there's nothing good for you here, sir. Stretch out those dollars. Eat ramen as long as you possibly can. However you can stay on the road longer, do that. Do that.
3: Um trying to watch as much YouTube as I can and like everyone else, just itching and wait for the season to start. Uh, a question for you. And question out to uh, anyone else, what's the best place you've traveled to? And where's the best best uh, food you've ever had? Right, I'm currently right now in Prague and haven't had any like local food. But the kebabs out here are absolutely sublime. Some of the best I've ever had. And I'm going to be disappointed when I go back home and it's not the same quality. Jake, again, don't ever
2: come home. That's my advice to you. Don't ever come home. But to answer the question, where is my favorite place I've ever traveled? That's a hard question. I've been very fortunate. I've been very lucky and I've been to a lot of different countries and I've gotten to see a lot of cool stuff and I've loved a lot of different places for different reasons. Um, I spent the most time of any country in Thailand. I love it. The, if you're talking about food, it doesn't get better than street food in Bangkok. You know, For 30 cents, you can get one of the best Thai meals that you've ever had. For 50 cents, you can get just an amazing meal so thailand definitely ranks up there uh hong kong was absolutely amazing again street food in hong kong was legit like the some of the pork dishes i had like the pork and rices and then i love fish balls So some of those i had in hong kong were amazing uh australia's was 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 wonderful um, I don't know that you would necessarily call it the best food place. I ate interesting food, like I ate kangaroo there, I ate crocodile there. Um, uh, both were good. That was a cool country to be to go to. I went to Macau, which is basically Vegas of Asia. That was super cool to go there. Food was awesome. Again. Um, there's still so many places that I haven't been though. You know, there's so many places that I want to go that I just haven't had a chance to get to yet. So there's plenty of time, but where's my favorite place there's some of them that i've been to malaysia was awesome laos was great singapore was awesome um so it's it's a growing list of countries that i've all appreciated for different reasons um and they've all had good food they've all had good food that's my recommendation for travel if you're uh, if you're if you're out there if you're in the streets eat local eat what the locals are doing i promise you it's going to be better than any of the shit that you're going to come back to when you come home um That would be my, that would be my advice, Jake. Over and above, but of course, as I mentioned already, twice, three times, just don't come home. Stretch those dollars out. Find a way. Sell your blood. Sell your plasma. Sell your sperm. Are you allowed to do that over there? I don't have no idea. Just stay gone. Don't come home. Don't come home, Jake. And with that, we're going to wrap up the voicemail. The voicemail brought to you by Rig Hand Distiller. I, I fucking popped again righanddistillery.com go check them out for the tour and tasting coupon follow them on social media and get yourself a bottle of double double put that in your coffee put it on ice cream it's delicious or if you've been around a minute you know about the b cast grab yourself a bottle of brum i've got one i'm looking at it i might have a cocktail as soon as this is over shout out to Rick hand distilleries i want to thank all of you as always just for participating in the podcast um Without you guys, this doesn't work. Uh, without you, the dread I feel each week that I confess to, podcast confessions, um, it wouldn't be worth it. So thank you guys for helping this podcast grow. It's amazing what's happened so far in 36 episodes. And I hope that if you're listening to this, you also feel like partly that it's your podcast as well. Keep sending me emails, at oilersnation.com. Hit me up on social. Hi, my name is bagmilk on Instagram, jsbmbagmilk on Twitter. Uh, and just keep leaving voicemails. It's in the link tree in my bio everywhere. Please keep participating. Please keep sending in bumpers. That's amazing. Captain Felton, thank you so much for sending those in today. Uh, Thank you to Donkey Volley. Thank you to everybody who's participating in the podcast. Please keep sending the stuff in. I'm going to keep playing it. I will, I will, I will. Lastly, I just want to say thank you to the audio department. Of course, our title sponsor, Trilogy Oilfield Rentals, Arcadia Brewing, and Rig Hand Distilleries. For now, I'm going to shut this down. For now, we're going to see if Kalori Yamamoto signs a new deal as soon as I am done recording. Then what's going to happen is I am going to get myself prepared to get Montana's messy. Tomorrow in the Real Life Podcast, we are doing that. Tomorrow afternoon at the South Side, we are going to be on location on Montana's. I'm super excited about it. Super excited about it. Thank you for spending the last hour with me. This is episode 36 in the books.
1: Why won't you kiss it?